Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, welcome back to the program. You just joined us. What the heck? We start live at 12.05. Come on. Give it the program. My guest today, Lisa Steele, the book, The Fresh Eggs Daily Cookbook. Lisa's an author, television guest, radio guest, i.e. on my program, and creator of the blog Fresh Eggs Daily. If you haven't found her yet, you must. Uh, just use hashtag Fresh Eggs Daily. You'll find her on multiple social media stuff, but her website is where you should start, and then there's links to all those. It's just simply fresheggsdaily.com. Lisa, uh, we've talked about some of the, the hens that you have, and, and, well, I guess you have more than that. You have a, a drake and a, a rooster. Do you, do you let some you of do. these yeah. get fertilized, and you keep raise your own babies? Generally, no. I did last spring we had two ducks that decided they wanted to sit on some of the eggs that they had laid and we Aww. hatched three ducklings which was really adorable Aww. yeah they were great moms oh that's good um and mm-hmm. you 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 are known for helping people get started with backyard chicken raising and i know we need to talk about the cookbook but i think this is so interesting and we have what would be at first glance the perfect backyard to do this and it's crossed my mind, especially after getting your book. Uh, but we also have fox and coyotes in the open mm-hmm. wooded area behind the house. And they, they both get through the wrought iron fence with impunity because they're skinny. And I'm pretty sure I'd have to do some kind of protective issue to keep the girls happy and not at dinner for and the life. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you would. We have the same thing, and pretty much everybody's dealing with something—raccoons or hawks or whatever. Yeah. That's that's honestly the only hard part about raising chickens is just keeping Protecting. them safe from the predators. And but, but that's a good point. It, it, it's easier than most people think. I know some folks here in Wichita locally uh, that are doing that. Uh, and you could, depending on your local ordinances, most anybody can do it, right? 
Yeah, even a lot of suburban and urban areas even are allowing maybe five chickens in a backyard, no roosters, but um, (laughs) the hens, you know, and they're not really that much work, five or 10 minutes in the morning and another five or 10 minutes at night, you know, they have to be fed, watered, you collect the eggs, and that's really about it, you know, for your daily routine, and then there's, you know, the cleaning and the the getting the feed and that, but yeah, they don't take as much work as people might think. Well, and nowadays... Uh, even some of the big box home stores have ready-made coops or coop kits. Makes it they pretty do. easy. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I think that's so cool. And your first book, which we should acknowledge, was all about raising chickens in your backyard. And and but this one, correct. I, this is what I like. <laughs> okay, in the press release, uh, common egg cooking mistakes you might be making. And I read through this, and like I told you, my wife was in the kitchen feverishly uh, baking, cooking, everything, and a lot of eggs flying around. And there's so many things in here that we collectively have uh, not done as well as we should. The only thing I will say, my wife bought uh, an egg cooker for hard-boiled eggs okay. or omelets that uses steam. Mm-hmm. And it is a, nice. it's a miracle device. Yes, I, I think steaming eggs instead of hard boiling them, that's probably one of the most common questions I get. The fresh eggs won't peel and they don't make pretty deviled eggs. And what do you do when steaming them is definitely the answer. I, def, I describe it in more detail in the book. Oh, but God, yeah. That yeah. I think is one of the, the biggest problems people have with, with fresh eggs. Talk about fresh versus old and how one can tell. I'd consider a fresh egg probably two weeks old or or less. Right. As the egg ages, it starts to thin out. The membranes get thinner. The protein bonds break. So if you're frying or poaching an egg, it's just really going to spread out and not hold together really nicely like a fresh egg would. So fresh eggs are super important. The easiest way to tell if an egg is fresh is to put it into a glass of water. And if it sits on the bottom, it's super fresh. And then as the days go by, the egg is going to start to raise up off the bottom until it's eventually floating, you know, weeks and weeks from now as the air gets into the egg. What about the storing of eggs? Storing, freezing, preserving, what do we do? What's the best way to keep your eggs? And which way, which end of the egg goes down? The the pointy end of the egg should always be facing down. That helps to keep the yolk centered in the egg. Oh. If you get eggs from your own chickens or from a farmer's market or a friend or a neighbor who raises chickens, the best way to store them is to not wash them and put them in the refrigerator. They'll oh. last for months. And that's I'd a- say three to four months, easy, wow. in the fridge. But if you need them to last longer, you can whisk the eggs, pour them into ice cube trays and then freeze them and then, you know, pop them out and put them in a freezer bag. And then each little cube is just about equivalent to one egg. So you can use them for your holiday baking or you could make an omelet or frittata, whatever with them. I'll be darned. Do you thaw it before you put it in the pan? Yes. I'm sorry. Thaw thaw the egg and then put it in the pan. Okay. Um, I I think there's so many tips in the book that like I said, when we started the program, we're just not going to have enough time. What are some of the things that you find that most people uh, make errors of when they bake with eggs? Well, the biggest mistake is not letting your eggs get to room temperature if the recipe calls for it. 
it's really important to have your ingredients all the right temperature. So if it says cold milk, use cold milk. If it says room temperature milk, use that. Eggs generally should be at room temperature for baking. They can cause the fats in your batter to seize up. And I think another mistake people make, well, two mistakes. They crack the egg on the corner of the bowl or the counter when you really should be cracking it on a flat surface just to prevent little pieces of eggshell from getting into the egg. And they also crack eggs right into the batter where unless you're super confident, you should always crack them into a separate little bowl just so you can pick out any eggshells or anything else that might be in there that you don't want in your batter. Yeah. I, I was watching all of this this morning and thinking of you. <laughs> um, the you first... might not want to mention any of this to your wife, though. <laughs> you might want to keep it to yourself. <laughs> no, I hope she's listening. Um, <laughs> I got to tell you that the first several pages, the first 32 pages uh, of the book are, are just worth the cost of the book, bar none. If you didn't have any recipes in here, that that is the section, and we've been pretty much talking about a, a very brief mm-hmm. overview of of that section, um, but then the recipes and and it's uh, breakfast, brunch to lunch, sips and nibbles, dinner and sweets. Okay, that covers a lot of territory. And when the first page that I opened, we're going to jump around here. I opened up to beverages, and you have something here. Guy guy likes bourbon. <laughs> well. <laughs> Got to be honest. Yep. (laughs) Tell us about this drink. Oh, my God. I assume you're talking about the maple sour. Yes. It's really a favorite around our house. It's really easy to make. And adding the maple syrup as the sweetener instead of a simple syrup is really delicious. And then an egg white foam on top, it just adds nice texture, and it just really adds something to the drink. I just think that's so cool. Um, when you did this, are most of these recipes ones that you either created yourself or obviously the simple recipes for an egg frittata with a whatever, uh, something that you've just collected and modified yourself? Is that a fair uh, assessment? Right. Some are things that I made, you know, with my mom growing up. They are family recipes. Others are things that are kind of on our regular rotation here in our home because we eat so many eggs. And then others are just interesting things that I ran across or found, thought it would be interesting to try and then tweaked it a little bit. I did also stick pretty classic, you know, there's there's a lemon meringue pie, there's a Boston cream pie, creme brulee, pound cake, you know, those are things that use a lot of eggs. And I think that a lot of people maybe just don't have a good tried and true recipe for those. So I thought it would be handy to have them all in one place. Or the souffle, like you mentioned. Yeah. Oh, God, the souffle. Well, that just uh, – you, you have a, a background from Finland. That's where your roots are. Mm-hmm. And I love to see – my wife doesn't is not big on dill. I am. And the scrambled eggs with dill. I can just smell that. I, again, another <laughs> opportunity for scratch and sniff. What about uh, – my wife makes the best omelets, and she finally realized when I kept telling her, I don't like my omelet brown. I don't like to see the the obvious cook marks. you, know, you got to use a, a, a lower heat. Do, mm-hmm. do we tend to do that wrong even when we're making fried eggs? I think we tend to do that wrong in general, whether you're scrambling, frying, making an omelet. Eggs cook really, really fast. 
So you really should cook them on a super low heat and then take them off even before they look done because they are going to cook just that tiny bit more from the pan to the plate. And that little bit, a couple of seconds, can make the difference between a really great egg and an overcooked egg. Well, she does it so good. She's practiced and perfected Julia Child's omelet technique, but I like to put just a little cheddar cheese in there. And (laughs) Speaking of which, I think there was a section either in the PR or I read in the book, what are some cheeses you find that go well with eggs? Well, that's the nice thing about eggs is that by themselves, when they're fresh and, you know, they're from chickens that have been eating all kinds of great stuff, an egg tastes really, really great on its own, but it has a neutral enough taste that you can pair it with strong cheeses. Like if you like blue cheese or something like that, or a strong Parmesan or cheddar, that's great. But they also go well with a Fontina or a Gouda or a more mellow cheese. Fontina is one of my favorites. It it melts really well. It's got a nice subtle flavor. I think that goes really well with eggs. Yeah. If I had to, I like cheddar in an omelet, and I use, I'm a sucker for just a plain, simple cheese omelet. But if you make it with different cheeses, I've, I've made some with manchego. Doesn't melt mm-hmm. as well, but uh, but a good fresh, uh, not too aged gouda really works well too. One final question: This recipe is stuck in a section with there's some baking and uh, making of pasta and things and. You did this as a sauce for pasta or gnocchi. And this is mm-hmm. something that I, I, brown butter sage sauce. And you know, we all know people who have gardens with herbs and they go, oh look, I got beautiful sage. And then it wilts <laughs> and freezes because uh, they never use it. And I, if you fry sage in butter, yes. discounting for a pasta sauce that, you know, the brown butter and the, but if you fry that sage and use it as a, a an accompaniment to steak, oh my God, you you won't fry enough because you'll have two or three pieces and you want half a piece for every bite of steak. I think the book no, is I so good. I agree with that. You, you, I have not tried it on steak. But oh God, you got to. It's, it's a it's a wonderful sauce. I agree. It's I'll I'll definitely try that. And and you don't you know you you hate to waste the butter, especially if you use good butter to fry the sage. So putting the whole stuff on top of pasta would be great. But if you mm-hmm. have time and you fry a bunch of sage and you have that pasta with a steak and some of the leaves on top. Oh, Perfect. Look at you. Baked egg. Love it. Did you take the pictures? <laughs> no, I did not. They, they had a professional photography, photography team, actually, a team of five people, a food stylist, prop stylist. Yeah. Uh, it was quite the production. They're beautiful. I'm I'm thrilled. Yeah, they did a great job. I, I, it's see, you remember you said you should do something you really love, and I always have. Yes. But now at this state and stage of my life and my age, I should be a traveling, go with food stylist and help eat the leftovers. There were a lot of leftovers, <laughs> that's for sure. Your husband's a lucky man. <laughs> He ate a lot of eggs over the course of the two years while I was testing recipes. And yeah, eggs eaten on demand, depending on what I needed to make. (laughs) I love it. I think you've done a couple things. You've put together a beautiful resource with great photography and a book that I have never seen anything even remotely similar. 
So in that I really regard, appreciate that. I'm, I'm thinking there could be James Beard in your uh, in your future. I hope the book is great. Thanks yeah, for letting your us. Your well, no, I appreciate it. My pleasure, and um, it, it was just such a joy to write this book. I'm, I'm thrilled that people are enjoying it. Well, and folks, if you want to learn about raising chickens, if you want to learn more about eggs, not only do you need a copy of the book, but you got to, you just simply have to go. There's links at Good Life Guide to take you to Fresh Eggs Daily, to take you to Amazon to buy a book, blah blah blah. Read the blog, sign up for her email letters, and and you'll learn so much. Lisa Steele, you're a hero of. The chicken world. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Enjoy your wine. Oh, you know I will. Have a great weekend. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Now, so now we get to give away a copy of the book. And uh, we'll say thanks again to my favorite publicist, Carrie Bachman. And she will send you the book. All you got to do, you know the drill. You got to be caller number 5, 316-869-1330. That's the number. And if you call now, Max will take down your data and we will send you a book. 316-869-1330. I'm Guy Bauer. Dennis Patton joins us after join join I can't talk. Joins us after this break. And we're gonna talk about DNA vineyards and a great wine he made. Don't go away. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 